0: Welcome everybody to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today we are talking about no sex for today's millennials. What is happening? Oh my goodness. (laughs) Well, the number of high school students who have had sex in 1991 was 54%, a little more than half half the the population, the high school population. Now, that number fell last year to 47% in 2013, and 41%, it dipped again to 41% currently. Wow, what is going on here? And the proportion... Of people who, high school students who reported sleeping with multiple partners, meaning four partners or so, also declined from about 19% in 1991 to about 12% last year. What's going on here? Let's talk about this. All right, so call in on this topic 951. 922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. So what's happening is millennials are avoiding sex. Now, millennials are having less sex than any generation in 60 years. A new study in the Journal Archives of Sexual Behavior finds that younger millennials, in other words, those born in the 1990s, more than twice as likely to be sexually inactive in their early 20s than the previous generation was. So compared to baby boomers, Millennials look like nuns and priests. Maybe due to the Me Too movement, there is also a new trend that says that women feel more empowered to say no. Women today are far less accepting of pressured sex. Well, because of all the news media coverage and the filed lawsuits, men are far more conscious of what actually constitutes consensual sex. He thinks that she's saying yes, but maybe it's a maybe and maybe it's a no. So men are, are constantly trying to redefine what consensual sex means because, hey, they don't want to be slapped with a lawsuit. They don't want to be kicked out of school. They don't want to be kicked out of work. Um, you know, all, there's, all this is very dangerous ground today. All right, so... According to a new report, 15% of 20 to 24-year-olds have not had sex since turning 18. Now, this is up nearly 6% compared to the early 90s. So, millennials reported fewer sexual partners than any group since the 1960s, an average of 8 compared with 11 for boomers and 10 for generation x so they're not getting too much action are they <laughs> all right so why is this abstinence occurring well let's take a look here so some of the possible reasons that researchers are are noting is a culture millennials have a culture of overwork An obsession with career status. I don't believe this for a minute. (laughs) I think this has been true for many, many decades, not just the current uh, decade or the current two decades. Um, You know, I think a lot of people, you know, do have an obsession with career status. That's always been there. And a culture of overwork. You know, I mean, come on, that's the American way. Um, Unlike our partners, say, in France and Germany, where they get to have six weeks vacation a year and they get to have uh, paid maternity leaves that sometimes last anywhere from six months to a year. You know, we do have a culture here in America where it says you must work, work, work. In fact, uh, I can remember a while back, I was not given a raise because my immediate immediate boss said that I left work at five o'clock. So I had, you know, I had my young daughter. We had custody issues. And originally when I hired on with this person, I said, look, the opposite weeks, I can stay longer But on the weeks that I have custody, I have to leave at 5. So if you have certain deadlines that you want me to accomplish before the day's end, please let me know what those deadlines are by 2 o'clock so I can get it all done before I have to leave. But that didn't matter. And I was unfairly judged because I didn't work past 5 o'clock on those even weeks. So... I'm not sure I agree with this obsession uh, and career status uh, uh, note. Um, I think that this has been here for a very long time, many, many decades, and probably it's not going to change because we keep increasing our consumerisms and we keep increasing our. Wanting to keep up with the Joneses and get a bigger, better car, a bigger, better iPhone, a bigger, better apartment, or whatever it is, you know, we're obsessed with uh, keeping up with everybody and getting the latest and greatest technology and new toy that's out there. So, I'm not going to blame it on that. But anyway, let's let's see what they have to say. There's a according to a biological anthropologist at Rutgers University. And she also happens to be a chief scientific advisor to the dating site Match.com. She claims that millennials are highly motivated and an ambitious generation. A lot of them are afraid that they'll get into something that they can't get out of and they won't be able to get back to their desk and keep studying. I don't know. I think this is a, a bunch of hooey. I don't buy that as as to why millennials are saying that they're not getting that they're not getting laid. Let's go on to some some other uh, some other avenues here. So another thing they're citing is with massive student loan debt and decreased job security, well, I guess those two points are valid. And of course, they are a worry to most young people today. So these two, yes, I do agree with. Now, they interviewed this 18 year old who has never had sex, and he goes on to say, I'd rather be, quote, I'd rather be watching YouTube videos and making money. Sex, he says, is not going to be something that people ask you for on your resume. My, oh my, is that the current attitude that's going on today? So Noah, this 18-year-old, goes on to say that he likes to sit in front of several screens simultaneously. One is a work project, the other one is a YouTube clip, the third one is a video game. And to shut it all down for a date, or even for a one-night stand, to him, seems like a waste. For an average date, he says, you're going to spend at least two hours... And in that two hours, he won't be doing something that he enjoys. Well, how selfish is that, right? Gosh, let us not ask you to do something that you won't thoroughly enjoy, right? Some some little thing like sex, yeah. All right. So he goes on to say that it's not that he doesn't like women. He does enjoy their companionship. But it's just not a significant portion of his life. So I guess the thought is, why bother? Allegedly, there must be a lot of miserable people out there with cool resumes. (laughs) That's all I can say. All right. If you have uh, just joined us. Um, you are currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show. You're on with me today. We are talking about no sex for today's millennials. What is happening out there? Oh, my goodness. So let's uh, go over some of the other reasons. Uh, when we come back from the break, you can call us on this topic, 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951 Nine two two thirty five thirty two. when we get back from the break we're going to talk about the fear of becoming emotionally involved catch you right back after the break
1: Hey guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back. Usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching.
2: On KMET, 1490 AM, Smart Talk.
0: Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today we are talking about no sex for millennials. What? What is happening out there? All right, so another one of the reasons that were cited as to why uh, millennials are abstaining from sex is this notion of fear of becoming emotionally involved and losing control. So there's a 26-year-old financial analyst in Chicago who says that she has not had sex since her last relationship that ended 18 months ago. She makes out with guys, and sometimes, yes, she likes to cuddle. So to her, she says, there's more intimacy with having someone there who's next to you that you can rely on without having to have sex. She doesn't want to do anything that would harm the relationship and be something that we can't come back from. Uh Uh-huh. All right, well, I, I think... I think a lot of women do have this fear because, you know, women are less prone to have sex for the physical reasons, and if the emotional quality is not there, you know, they're in the danger zone, and they are going to be fearful, and they are going to hold back, and so, yes, I understand why that holds true for her, and... You know, as I've said many times on this show, a lot of women, they rate kissing the guy way, way more than sex. I mean, I know you guys have sex as number one, but for women, it's probably kissing. So I can see why she rated kissing and cuddling so much because um, both of those endeavors give her that emotional component that sex often doesn't give that com- those components to women. So... If you're going to have casual sex or you're going to have sex with someone that you're interested in more in a long-term basis, you're going to have to close that emotional gap. And, you know, maybe before, during, and after, you're going to want to kiss and cuddle and not just make it about the sex because when you leave that element out, Leaving that emotional element out is perfectly okay for a guy. It's not okay for a girl. And that's when you're going to get into danger zone. That's when she's going to say, oh, it's not consensual. Or, oh, she might slap a lawsuit on you and, and file. Or, oh, she might report you to HR or whatever the deal is. And it's because that you are not closing that emotional gap for her. So don't let that happen. Alrighty. Okay, next up, they're saying that an online dating environment that ranks physical appearance above all. Oh my gosh, this one is a thousand percent true. Why is this? Well, probably because the person who uh, fi- configured the app is probably a male, and in the male world, you know, physical appearance is number one. Well, for women, physical appearance is not number one. It might be in the top ten. It's certainly not number one. Women are going for um, personality is number one. So the subcategory of personality is she needs, you've heard me say this a million times on the show, but she needs confidence. So you can be... Um, unattractive, you can be so-so attractive, you can be moderately moderately attractive, she doesn't care. As long as that personality um, reflects confidence, she's down with that. So women are not uh, rating appearance as high as you guys are. So a reluctance to have sex um, could be, especially for women, is that men are ranking Her physical appearance so highly above all other things, meaning that you don't read her profile, you don't judge her on any other characteristic other than what does she look like. Um, And women oftentimes seem to think that that's just not a fair way to judge a person. You know, you guys can disagree, but that is how women interpret that. So when you couple that with our social lives are increasingly conducted on screen and also this uh, methodology is encouraged by dating apps, there is an unrealistic expectation of physical perfection. So not many women can roll out of bed and look like a supermodel, which is the expectation today. So I know a lot of guys, they want to just FaceTime you without any advance notice. Um, Meanwhile, you might have just come from the gym. You might have a mud pack on your face. The woman might have a mud pack on her face or she's doing her nails or coloring her hair or whatever she's doing. And she doesn't feel that that's fair that you approach her unannounced like that. Approach her on, you know, FaceTime video unannounced. So, and, um, you're not being too easygoing, you know, because the call is so random, you're judging her. So you're not being so easygoing that there was no advance notice and, you know, you don't mind what she looks like. Maybe she's got her curlers in, you know, in her hair or whatever. Um, you know, it's just not fair. So I understand how women are have shied away from this because they want to look their best. They want to look good for you. When you go out, you know, she's taking X amount of time to prepare. And it, it, takes, it takes a lot for a woman to get ready for a date. So uh, when everything is so spontaneous and so random like this, it just doesn't create the right environment. You know, for either one of you, she's not, she doesn't like being judged, and you're gonna uh, rate her harshly because, you know, she's not perfection. She's not a supermodel out there. So it's a tough thing. I do agree with this one. All right, next up, it says that there are anxieties surrounding consent. So James seems to think that third wave feminists seem to be crazy saying that all men are participating in this rape culture. He opts for porn instead. It's quicker, it's more accessible, and what you see is what you get. I agree with uh, James on this. I think women are, you know, of course, there are a lot of people who are in the Me Too movement who have been harassed, who have been coerced, and, you know, their perpetrators should definitely be prosecuted and go to jail. But that being said, it seems like, you know, a lot of women are jumping on this bandwagon and making allegations that may or may not be true for reasons other than sex. You know, maybe she wants to get even with you, or maybe she's mad at you for some completely different reason, like you didn't give her a raise or you didn't give her the promotion or whatever. So she's going to make up a story to basically get what she wants. So I can see how today there is strong anxiety surrounding consent, what makes consent, what doesn't. And even though you might have consent this minute, you know, the woman might change her, her mind in two days or two weeks or two months. So I can see where uh, the young people today are just backing off entirely. It's just too much to deal with. What else is causing um, this uh, abstinence? Well, they say it's because of an uptick in the use of libido-busting antidepressants. The use of antidepressants has doubled between 1999 and 2012. This is a real epidemic. So antidepressants definitely do reduce the sex drive. I agree with this one. This one um, should be an area that we should be looking at because, you know, it, it is a real, uh, a real issue alright we're, we're getting you know we're too much into the drug culture we're too much into medicating and all of that slows down our urges so given all these concerns why is sex even necessary or a good thing so given today's sexual climate Millennials are opting out of current landmines and going for a sure thing like porn or sex dolls, or vibrators, or things of that nature. Like, there's too much at risk out there, so they're just opting out. It boils down to millennials don't want to take a chance on sex. Decidedly so. So, to something that poses a high uh, risk of defeat or injury, why go there? Millennials think the price is too high to pay. All right. So, when you throw in distancing technologies, like Tinder and texting, which don't make the heart grow fonder, instead, they just serve to cheapen sex to a core bodily function. Uh, Can you blame the millennials? No. I I think uh, Tinder and texting are very distancing. And... um, they are bad for encouraging a relationship or an interaction it's just so mechanical literally it's mechanical so a lot of people are just not down with that all right so the human spirit d- despite all this technology and d- despite all the human you know despite all the current trends that are happening socially and in the media the human spirit wants closeness acceptance, and a relationship based on realness. So today's transactions just don't yield any of those good qualities. So that's why the millennials are staying away. So what's the cure in all this? Well, I advise just turn off your phone and seek to meet people in real life. Yep, that's what we should be doing. All right. If you've just joined us, you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show. With me, your host, Linda Gross. Today we are talking about no sex for today's millennials. What on earth is happening? Join us on this topic. You can call with a comment or a question or a story of your own. 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. 32 We'll catch you right back after the break.
1: You've had a long day. You just want to escape the world, and you know just the place to do it. Round up your mates and head over to Henson Brewing Company, Burbank's premier craft brewery. Quality, complexity, and always easy to drink. We're open now. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Untappd. Henson Brewing Company, Burbank, California. Come as you are.
3: Hi, guys! You've heard her on the Men's Advocate show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild, so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women: Real Truth About Women That'll Change Your Life Forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman, and if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today.
2: Where men can be men.
0: Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, we are talking about no sex for today's millennials. What on earth is happening here? Why is it in severe decline? Why are millennials just abstaining from having sex? Wow! All right. <laughs> okay, let's take a look at some some more reasons as to why this is happening. All right. Do you have a comment or a question on this topic? You can call us at nine five one. again that number is 951-922-3532, so, you know, as noted, the share of Americans who have said that they have never once had sex in the past year is also rising. Probably the most surprising in this revolution of sexual behavior is being led by the millennials. So, but you know what? The trend is not just millennials. It seems like everybody's having less sex. <laughs> um, it seems like we are going through a sexual counter revolution. Now, it started just before the Me the hashtag Me Too movement, um, in response to the sexual abuse, misconduct, insensitivity of ma- men, ranging from. Harvey Weinstein, all the way up to Bill O'Reilly. This cultural outrage over men's bad behavior uh, absolutely has accelerated this trend. So American adults, on average, are having sex about nine times fewer per year in the 2010s compared to adults in the late 1990s, according to a team of scholars that... That, uh, you know, according to a team of scholars. So that's a 14% decline in sexual frequency. So likewise, the share of adults who reported having sex not at all in the past year rose from 18% in the late 1990s to 22% between the years 2014 and 2016. So, this was um, that study was put together by uh, the University of Chicago. All right, so similar trends are apparent among younger men and women. In the early 2000s, about 73% of adults between the ages of 18 and 30 had sex at least twice a month. Okay, you say. 73%, not a bad number. So that number fell to 66% from the period 2014 to 2016. So other 18 to 30-year-olds aren't doing it at all. From 2002 to 2004, 12% of them reported having no sex in the previous year. A decade later, during the two years from 2014 to 16, that number rose to 18% that had no activity. So the sex is also down among teenagers. Earlier, well, that's a good thing. I'm always in favor of that. Earlier this year, the CDC um, reported a decline in the share of high school students who said, who said that they had ever had sex from 47% in 2005 to 41% in 2015. So the sexual activity among teenagers fell the most between 2013 and 15, about the same time that it took a real dip among the 18 to 30-year-old adults. So. Researchers want to dive into what is driving this counter sexual revolution. It's too early, they say, to offer definitive answers, but you know, they like to throw out their, their theories on what seems plausible. So, one of the things that they threw out was that they are not socially conservative, uh, the members of the millennial population and the uh, the Gen Xers, meaning born since the mid-1990s, are more cautious on average than earlier generations, and hence more inclined to focus on the emotional and physical risks of sex rather than its joys. So they're raised by helicopter parents. Uh, these young adults just take f- fewer risks. So they went from, you know, what they saw their parents do to possibly the other extreme. Now, millennials as a group, they drink less, they drive less, and they also hit the sheets less. So today's young adults have gotten the message, think MTV's uh, 16 and pregnant, that sex and pregnancy can be a threat to them and their future. Tyrone, who is a 20-year-old man, put it this way. All right. Um, He's saying that his generation is having less sex because their fear of pregnancy and disease. And he says there's a bunch bunch of commercials and television shows uh, trying to teach you a lesson. So apparently he's heeding that lesson. Secondly... Growing concerns about the way in which unwanted or assaultive sex is dangerously, morally unacceptable, and an obstacle to progress in education and the workplace for women, in particular, may be having an impact. So starting in 2011, for instance, the Obama administration pushed colleges and universities to reduce sexual harassment and violence with a range of Title I-inspired measures. Ah, so that's where that comes from. These measures and the concerns they underline led to the expulsions of hundreds, if not thousands, of men for alleged sexual assaults on campus. So this heightened attention to sexual assault on college campuses probably left its mark on dating and mating habits among students across the country. Oh, it certainly has. Uh, You know, I've mentioned on previous shows that one of the biggest areas um, for concern are college-aged women. Um, Boy, they, they are... They're highly likely to misreport a claim and to file a claim for reasons other than sex. You know, maybe it had, like I say, nothing to do with sex, and she's just upset with the possible guy at the time, or maybe she's upset with the current boyfriend or the current husband, and she's taking it out on this innocent victim guy, guy number two. So there's a whole myriad of reasons. Why this abuse is happening, and it might not even have anything to do with her sexual partner at the time. All right, so heightened attention to sexual assault on college campuses probably left its mark on dating and mating habits among students across the country. It absolutely has. So more and more sexual acts than previous generations might have filed under the terrible college experience are being reclassified as offenses that can earn banishment from the ivory tower. So you know, those allegations, they they come at a pretty high toll. So, you know, a lot of people just don't want to get involved with any of that. A recent poll in The Economist illustrates how young adults are now more concerned than their older peers about sexual assault and more likely to view behavior relating to sex and dating as troubling. Young adults in the United States were about twice as likely as Americans 64 and older to think that commenting on a woman's attractiveness is the same as sexual harassment. Yeah, so in the workplace today, you can't say, oh, that dress looks nice on you. Um, A lot of women today interpret that as sexual harassment. You know, that's the extreme that we've... uh, you know, gone to at this point in time. So, you know, it's been noted that whereas in the 1960s um, they saw a freeing up of attitudes towards sex, pushing the boundaries, this counter swing is turning sexual freedom into sexual fear and nearly all sexual opportunities into a legalistic minefield. In this climate of concern about sex, sex's impact on the welfare of women, there are more young adults like Amelia, who is 23 years old, um, who has not had sex because she thinks that there are so many risks and says that women in particular are very aware of the dangers in going with a stranger back to their house. Well, that is true, um, but you have to... You have to do your due diligence on on both parts. You know, get to know the person a little bit better. Get to see them in many public uh, settings. Get to see them with their friends. Get to see them in other environments. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend going to somebody's house, you know, so casually like that to be a good thing. All right, and the precarious character of the contemporary economy has made young adults increasingly likely to seek shelter with mom and or dad rather than to live on their own or to enter into marriage. So in 2007, before the Great Recession, just 30% of men aged uh, 18 to 34 lived with a parent. Today, that number has doubled to 34% of men live with their parent. Wow. Likewise the share of women 18 to 34 who are living alone um who are who are living at home rose from 24% in 2007 to 27% in 2017 so a 28 year old woman goes on to say while she lives with her parents, she says it's too expensive to afford an apartment. This shift away from independent living or marriage and toward the family basement undoubtedly puts a crimp on an active sex life for today's young men and women. That's true. If you have no place to go and you can't really afford a hotel room, which is also super expensive, You know, where are you going to (laughs) go? So, for uh, in fact, now for the first time in more than a century, young adults as a whole are more likely to live at home with their parents than to be married or live with a partner. Wow. Those are some pretty interesting stats, right? All right. So, Let's take a look at, um, you know, this decline in marriage to be one of the reasons as to what's keeping young people away from sex. We'll get right into that when we come back from the break. If you've just joined us, you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We are talking about no sex for today's millennials. What is happening here? Call us at 951 922 3532, 951 922 3532, and we will continue this conversation. We'll catch you right back after the break.
1: Hey guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. Thanks for tuning in to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross
2: on KMET 1490 AM, where men can be men.
0: Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. If you happen to like our show, please show your love. You can do so by listening, calling, liking our fan page, follow, comment, share, tell a friend, start with my Amazon link, download my app, and buy my book on Amazon. Yes, you can buy the book. It's called Mastering Women, The Real Truth About Women. That will change your life forever. You won't want to miss this. Uh, My guys tell me that it's a a Bible full of information. The tips are not obvious and not make sense, but they're very easy to do, they're very easy to accomplish. And best of all, you're going to get a sense of confidence when you buy and read this book because it will increase your skill set to where you are good with women. All right? So you won't want to miss that, Mastering Women. You know, get it on Amazon. All right. Okay. And if you happen to have missed last week's show, We were talking about science says the happiest couples have these traits in common. So do you know of any couples whose love you admire? Maybe their grandparents or neighbors, colleagues or parents, people whose romantic relationships have endured year after year. They inspire us for their deep caring commitment and overall happiness. So since 50% of couples divorce, who wouldn't want to up their success factor with their spouse. So let's go ahead and find out how the happiest couples do it. So if you missed that show, um, a couple of ways that you can tune in. You can always use my free mobile app. If you haven't already done so, download it. Same name as the show. Go to Google, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross, and download the free mobile app. It's available on all platforms. If you don't have my mobile app, you can also listen to us on TuneIn and SoundCloud. So the mobile app allows you to do to listen to the archive shows. It also allows you to listen live. So if you're not in the Los Angeles area, and let's say you're on the East Coast or anywhere in the world for that matter, you can listen live uh, from my lo- mobile app. One t- it's a one-touch button. There you go. You can even call the show with a one-touch button. You don't have to memorize a phone number or pre-program or anything. It does all the work for you. All right, so make that happen. Okay, so let's get back into our topic today. We're talking about no sex for millennials. So there are lots of trends that are happening for the living arrangements of men who are 18 to 34. So if you are just living with a partner... We're going to compare the period from the early 1990s to 2017. So 1991 to 2017, those men actually fared better. And the reason for that is it's more acceptable today than ever to be living with a partner there's no shame in it Um, you don't have to hide and sneak around like in days prior so it turns out that the men who are living with a partner those numbers went from 5% to almost double to 10% who are having sex so that's a good trend the next category is men 18 to 34 who are living with a parent those numbers did well too so they went um, from 29 percent to 34 percent so that was a good increase i guess they're getting more sex um if you are you know living with a parent now the numbers that did a sharp decline for these men who are 18 to 34 uh uh-oh they those numbers almost got chopped in half they went from 40% in 1991 to 24% in 2017. So I guess, um, I guess marrying for sex <laughs> isn't the way to go because those numbers were severely negatively impacted. Let's see what else they have to say with regard to. Uh, You know, these numbers. So the decline in marriage among young adults also appears to be part of the story. Unmarried young men and women have less sex than their married peers, especially in recent years. So from 2014 to 2016, 89% of young marrieds who are 18 to 30 had sex twice a month or more. Only 60% of their unmarried peers had this much sex. Moreover, 22% of unmarried young adults had no sex in the previous 12 months. Down, I mean, no, no sex in the preceding 12 months from 2014 to 16, compared with an infinitesimal 0.5% of young marrieds. The fact that marriage has fallen among young adults in recent years would seem to help explain the decline in sex. But these long-term cultural and economic trends do not explain why sex has dropped most dramatically for teens and young adults in the past few years. For instance, the share of young adults who had no sex in the past year more than doubled from 7% in the years 2010 to 12 to 18% from 2014 to 2016. So this recent dip in sex doesn't seem to be driven by economic forces. The economy and young adult employment have improved in recent years. The timing of this dip leads us to hypothesize that new technology has played a key role in the sexual disconnect among young adults. The proliferation of smartphones and screens seems to be undercutting the formation and sustenance of non-virtual relationships, including sex, among today's young adults. This may be in part because the new technology is encouraging young adults to devote more and more time to social media video games, and other uh, virtual distractions and less time with their peers in person. There is certainly a correlation between the rise of smartphones and the decline of physical sex among young adults. The share of young adults who had a smartphone rose above 50% in 2011 and, ha- and has now reached almost total ownership. So the surge in smartphone Ownership coincides with the marked recent declines in sex among young adults and teenagers. The evidence is growing that the spread of highly entertaining and diverting technology discourages in-person socializing, including we think to be one of the most fundamental forms of socializing, which is sex. Dating has fallen precipitously in recent years at least among teens as smartphones and screens have become more popular in the last in the past 10 years the share of high school seniors who reported ever going out on dates fell from about 70% to approximately 55% We don't have data for dating among adults but socializing offline is down among them, too. For all the talk about young young adults, Netflix and chilling, many many young men and women may end up just binging on Netflix and not chilling. Porn is also likely to be a factor. A decent amount of young men's screen time and attention is devoted to... Uh, virtual sex rather than the real thing. So let's take a look at shifting attitudes and behaviors from 1973 to 2012, and it finds that porn viewership has increasingly, substantially, among young adults uh, noted a research team head by uh, the economist Joseph Price. So for those young adults devoted to uh, devoted to porn, Their idea is why risk rejection, sexually transmitted diseases, or relationship arguments, or having to meet up with someone when you watch porn in the privacy of your own bedroom and do it your own way. So there's a leading online vehicle for porn in the United States. It's called Pornhub, Um, and it, it saw its viewership skyrocket. From 10 million daily visits in 2009 to now, they're up to 75 million visits. So, quite an increase. So, there are upsides to sexual counter-revolution that appears to be unfolding, um, you know, especially in the wake of the Me Too movement. There's all these factors that are going on. You know, it's it's just... Uh, I think there's a reason why all this abstinence is occurring. The powers that be want to have our birth rate and population go down, and that plays a big part in it. All right, thank you for joining us today. Please join us each and every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Men's Advocate Show. We'll see you next week.